What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Woody, a.k.a. The Disciple. And we're here in the studio. Today, we are going to be talking about feeding the dream, right? Because everybody has dreams, everybody has ambitions. But I have made an interesting, I guess you can say study, for the past couple of days. I've been doing this 21-day challenge. And through me doing this 21-day challenge, I have discovered mm, just one particular thing, I guess, that's been happening around me. It might be happening around you, um, but these are just some ways that I found that could not only help you, but it can inspire and help the people that are around you on a daily basis, right? So let's go into it. So I set myself some rules for this 21-day challenge, right? So what it was or what I wanted it to be for me was to take out my negative speech or just get rid of constant negativity that would be around me. So that would be things that I could be saying or doing to myself, things I could be saying to other people, not really realizing it, just really taking, this was like a self-analysis challenge, I guess you can say. So I set some rules in place for myself so that I can constantly be in check, right? This is this is my self-accountability. This was my self-check. And this, these were some of the things that I found out through it. Uh, but before that, let's talk about the four rules that I set for myself. So rule number one was I was going to wake up early and then just talk about what, what it was that I was grateful for, right? So I just wanted to be more appreciative of where I came from and then where I am now. Sometimes in this race of life, we realize that it's a, it's a race. It's not a race. You know, you're not running to the finish line. At, at least I hope that you're not running towards the finish line, but you're not supposed to live life that way. So me being grateful was really a nice moment every morning to kind of just wake up and reflect on all of the things it is that I'm grateful for and all the things it is that I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to do or the opportunities that I have coming up. This was the way that I was able to self-reflect and kind of just be take that moment to be thankful. Rule number two is that I was going to make time to pray and to talk to God, right? Because if you have this relationship with God or if you want a relationship with God, you have to be able to talk to him like he's your friend, like he's your father. Growing up, my father would always say that I'm not just your dad, I'm your best friend. And I really, I really feel like God it wants that from us. Like, don't just look at me as your God. Don't just look at me as this person that can give you stuff. But look at me as your friend, someone that wants to hear you, someone that wants to talk to you, that has advice for you, you know? Because a lot of people look at God and we look at it as that friend that you go to when you need something. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, that's not a friend. That is a vending machine. You know, you do that for vending machines. You know, you need a drink. You go to the vending machine. You put in uh, what you think is a fair amount, right? And then you get something in return, and that's it. That's your relationship. That's not how God wants to operate. And if you've been operating that way with God, uh, hopefully through you hearing this message, you'd stop. And, you know, you'd want that real back and forth relationship, that real uh, I can go to you for anything type of relationship with him. Right. 
rule number three. Um, I guess this one's more personal, but um, I feel good after I have a good workout and I've eaten like a healthy meal. So I was really pushing myself outside of the comfort zone of making my own meals. And, you know, I've always worked out, but working out off and on this time I have like a plan. So I have this plan, things that I have to, that I want to work on, results that I want to see. So working towards those goals rather than just randomly going to the gym, working out everything, then dipping out. And then the only result that I get is like feeling super tired. So I have these certain goals. Uh, I, I put myself out of my comfort zone because my whole thing is that I feel as though I never have time within the day. But if all of these CEOs of all of these people that have a million things going on and I really if I'm being honest don't have that much going on can manage their time better than me what am I going to do when I even approach the level that uh, someone that would be considered super successful is you know I'd have to be better at managing my own time so that was the real goal with that and lastly I had this goal of helping people with Things that they needed help with, whether they realized it or they were asking for it or they weren't asking for it, I would always have that extra hand there to kind of just help lift them up, um, you know, and this this part really was kind of like the defining factor in noticing because when you're helping someone or at least offering help to someone, you really kind of put yourself in a position of being vulnerable, right? Because now you're serving the person. And a lot of people can't stand being in a place of being vulnerable and kind of, you know, uh, helping somebody else. Because if you're helping someone, you got to help them the way that they're asking to be helped, right? Um, It's not like moving furniture when you tell your friend, hey, if we move this couch sideways, I think it'll fit better. This is like, you know, people in their daily lives with situations that they're dealing with, you know, you can't be invasive. Um, You want to be helpful, but you also have to be like, okay, well, you know, if you're not comfortable doing this way, then we'll do it the way that you think would be best. And it really plays a huge role into noticing the doubt that comes into play in people's daily lives when they are going through it. Right. So th- I'm about halfway through. Right. I'm, a, I'm I guess you can say like 10, 11 days in to this challenge. And I guess what I've noticed the most is that especially when you're asking people if they need help or offering help to them. Right. They kind of are they're They're kind of already in the predicament. Right. They're kind of already in the ditch kind of or already in the midst of in this hole that they've kind of dug themselves. That's kind of what I've noticed when people are uh, when you're offering help to them or they're asking for help. They're kind of like already in the position that I dang, I need help. I need to ask. And I'm totally guilty of doing this myself. Right. I will absolutely not ask for help. And I know I do that. I do that every single day. I do that all the time. And I don't know <laughs> if I'm just wired that way. I just will not ask for help until, you know, it's not just I realize it, but it's imminent that if I don't ask for help or get someone else involved, that this is kind of this might be pretty, pretty bad. Whereas 
I guess when where there is this other kind of person, right, that um, they won't ask for help at all. And this, I'm totally guilty of doing myself and it'll kind of just build up and build up and build up and build up. And like on the surface, everything seems cool and everything seems okay. And everything seems like it's perfectly fine. But like on the inside, you're this ball of emotional distress. You're in a constant state of panic. You're in a constant state of worry because you don't know what's going to happen at the end of the day. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what you're going to do. You don't have the answer to this. Every time you answer a question, another question pops up. So you're in a constant state of this, I guess you want to say the storm, you're in the midst of it. And because you don't ask for help and you're not willing to um, go out of your way to ask for help. I, I guess this is why I made it a point to say that I would help people even if I didn't, even if they didn't ask for it. If I if I thought to them, if I saw them and I thought in the back of my head, wow, they might need help with this, I would just go and help them do it because at the end of it, you you see the sigh of relief. Even, even if they don't say anything, you see the sigh of relief on their face and this kind of like, this like, okay, I got through this, now what's next? Like that kind of thing would happen. Um, but what's crazy is that if you want this... I guess this destructive thing that's called human nature, right? Because of these if you talk about it with any other person, if you talk about this with your friends, family, this would seem like it's a normal part of people's daily lives, right? Like you can look at someone and say, hey, um, do you need help with this? They'll be like, yes or no. But like to them, if you ask them, hey, why don't you ever ask me for help? I'm always here and you always need help. Why aren't you asking? Right. Because I want to help you and I want to see you do good. You know, you get this uh, you get these answers. You get these excuses. Oh, you know, I'm not trying to bother you. Oh, no, it's OK. It's not that big of a deal. And then you're looking at them and, you you know, you're asking them if they need help, because obviously to you, it seems like it's a big deal. So you want to help to relieve the stress, relieve the pressure. Like that's why you're asking in the first place. So it's kind of like this bogus state of mind. Um, that we put ourselves in of thinking, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to bother the person or I don't think I'm important enough. And this is why I kind of, I guess, came up with this whole idea these past 10, 11 days that I've been going through this thing that I've been doing. I've really been focusing on what it means to feed a dream, Right. Because a dream can make someone do something crazy. It can really motivate them. It can make them do things that they absolutely didn't want to do or never wanted to do or never saw themselves doing in the first place, right? And it's such a beautiful thing to be put into a position like that, right? When you know that the outcome may not make, like, you know, that the results or what you're doing 
may not be comfortable right now, but in you doing it, you know that the result is going to be worth it. Like the answer that you're going to get from this is going to be like way worth it. So you like put yourself through it. Like that's why bodybuilders work out, right? They put themselves through this pain and this uh, shredding process and this diet and this excruciating workout plan all so that they can look good on stage for a couple of hours. Really, if you look at it, if you break it down like that, that is what we're doing in our life. We are trying to achieve this dream. And a lot of the times we can get caught up in the fact that they were trying to get it and because we're not getting it, we're ignoring the fact that you got to go through a process to get it in the first place, right? I guess the perfect example that I can give you is like a baby. When a baby falls down, when they're trying to walk, they don't get upset. They just don't. They just try to get up and walk again. And I guess you can chalk it up to the fact that, you know, I guess a baby just doesn't have that thought process to kind of just sit there on the floor and complain about how it tried to walk and it can't walk and it's never going to try to walk ever again. I guess you can say that. You can argue that. But regardless of the fact that you're here walking today because of that moment, because you decided as a child that you saw mommy and daddy walk and you want to walk too so you pushed yourself to get up and walk even if you walked weird even if you walked bow-legged even if you fell down your goal was to get up and to walk to run to where mommy and daddy were to walk and run to where your toys were you know it's an amazing thing especially when you see kids running around today it's like you can't stop them when they learn to run or walk So having that dream can really push and define who you are as a person. It really can. So in me looking or going through this challenge, this state of of changing, this state of self-reflection, I guess you can call it. You know, I guess it's so weird that I'm calling this a challenge in the first place because you know, it's kind of like what it is that I'm challenging. But really, honestly, if you look at your life and you had to count how many times a day you were negative, you probably wouldn't be able to count it on your fingers. It's just the reality of it all. So that's why I wanted to push myself out of the comfort zone to do this. So going into that, if you feed your dream, you can definitely pull yourself out of a ditch. You can definitely pull yourself out of, uh, out of a situation that's rough, right? Because you have to look at it as if you're in a process, right? Now, take that same example that I gave you as a baby, right? Let's say you're an adult. God forbid, but let's say that you had to learn to walk again. Not you, somebody on the other side of the universe. Uh, God bless them. They were saved, but they have to learn to walk again, right? But now you're an adult. So like all these thoughts run into your mind, right? You're stepping one foot in front of the other. I can only imagine the thoughts that come into someone's mind that's in rehab. Like, dang, I got to learn this all over again. How is this going to be possible? How am I going to get up? How I need help to do this. I need help to do that. Oh my gosh, I feel like such a burden. I feel like, oh, but, but, you know, that's, I can only imagine. I know. I, I guess this is these are the things that I'd probably ask myself if I was in a situation like that, but I can only imagine someone that's actually going through it and what's actually running through their mind, right? Like, what are they feeling? What are they thinking? 
but it's a process. It's not that it's impossible, it's that it's hard. Hard or something being difficult doesn't mean that it is impossible. And this goes into some things that I feel like if we realize are gonna happen, we'll be better prepared to handle the situation, right? Knowing something or having knowledge can really set you on the right path to be like, okay, all right, I knew this was going to happen, so I'm good, right? So it's not that your situation is impossible. Nothing is impossible, especially for God. If you have God in you and you have Jesus in your life, your situation isn't impossible. It may be hard. It may be difficult. But being a doctor is hard. Being a doctor is not impossible. Being an engineer, that's hard, but it's not impossible. If you have something or if you have a dream, if you have something that you're trying to do, something that you're trying to build up upon, and you haven't realized that you're just in the process of becoming that thing, well, then let me tell you something that it's going to be hard, but it's not impossible. That if you're already in it, that you were already built to come out of it on top. That's how it's set up. That's how God sets you up for success. It's so beautiful because us, we think that a situation is impossible, right? But if we're in the situation that we're in right now, that means God has placed us in that position, right? So we're understanding and knowing that God is the controller of our lives. He's the author and finisher of our faith. So that means that he's put us or allowed us to be in this situation, right? Now, the question you should be asking yourself is, well, you know, if God's the author and the finisher of my faith, why am I in this situation? Why haven't I come out on top yet? You know, it's because he's making a way for you and that you were already built to come out on top you should find comfort in being in a difficult uncomfortable situation right because if you're in an uncomfortable or difficult situation that means god has already made a way for you to come out on top so you should be comfortable and set and have peace knowing that you're in the midst of the situation you're in the midst of the storm going on but at the end of the day god has the answer for you and he's gonna clear that up in there's going to be a rainbow that is going to be so beautiful, so amazing. You're not even going to know what to do with yourself. You probably pull out your phone trying to take a picture and post it on Instagram, you know, but that's the reality of it. If you're going through something difficult or impossible, yeah, or something that looks impossible, but or difficult, I'm telling you, it's okay. Because everybody's going through something like that in their life, right? I guess you can't compare being a doctor to um, someone that's about to take the SAT, right? You really can't. If you look at the difficulty of both processes, it's hard. But to you can't tell that to the person going through that situation. You can't tell that to them. You can't tell some high schooler that's taking the SAT for the first time, hey, it's harder to become a doctor, relax. To for that person, that test is everything. For that person, every situation is organic and unique. 
So because of the person that you're dealing with and because of the stage that they are in their life, that moment, that thing seems like it's impossible. And yeah, you, because you came out on top already, you you may look at it and see, be like, well, you know, there are much harder things than the SAT, you know, like paying taxes and stuff like that. But in the reality of it is, is that for that person right now in the place of life that they're in right now and the thing that they're trying to achieve right now for them, it looks hard or impossible so we just got to find a way and we got to realize that it's not the situation that we got to worry about it's the process making that person realize that the process that they're going through is just going to make them better and we got to help them through it right the second thing is is that people don't surround themselves enough with positive supporting loving people there's just not enough of that. People need more of that. Everyone needs more of that, right? And I'm not talking to people that are on Kanye West's team that just thumbs up everything that he's doing, you know? I'm talking about people that for real care about you, for real people that want to EEC you, right? You ever heard of EEC? That Those are people that want to edify, exhort, and comfort you. That means having your best interest at heart, right? So that means that if you're going to go out into the mall and you want to steal and you tell their friend about it, they're going to be like, hey, that's kind of silly and stupid and you can get into a lot of trouble. Let's find another way to get this thing that you want. Or let's find another way around the situation that you're going through. Because, yeah, it's hard, but there are other ways, there are better ways that you can get out of this on top. So, whoever, people just need more supporting, loving people. I'm telling you, that alone can solve a lot of things. That alone can fix a lot of things, right? I know that if growing up, if I felt comfortable and and I'm not, this is not a knock to anyone that's ever been in my life, but I know for a fact that if I had felt more comfortable and had realized how much my parents had loved me and not have gone through this thing in high school of not wanting to be around anyone, if I had realized just that, I would have, I guess I would have had more of an open heart to kind of talk about the things that I was going through and kind of be more willing to open myself up to them and kind of let them in, right? And ask them for help when I actually needed it. Because there are things that I've told my mom that I had gone through when I was in high school or in the beginning of college. And then she's looking at me like, why the heck? Why the heck didn't you tell me? If you told me this could have been fixed one through one, two, three. So really realizing that has definitely opened up a door in my life. So people just need that. People just need people that are willing to love them, take care of them, to edify them, to comfort them, to lift them up when they need to be lifted up, to tell them um, when they're doing something ridiculous. You know, we need that. We need more loving, supporting people in our lives. And the last one is, of course, there's going to be some self-accountability for this, but that's just asking for help. If you ask for help, you'll kind of be surprised who's there for you and who's not, right? And that's important for mainly two reasons the people that you feel like that are going to be there to help you with whatever your ride or die 
quote unquote, probably doesn't have your best interest at heart. They're probably only around because they got nothing to do. They got uh, a million other things going on in their life. You know, they're just not thinking about you. They're not thinking about how they can help you. They're just they're in it for themselves. You know, going to the city is fun with people it sucks going by yourself you invited me to go so i'm gonna go with you you know stuff like that and then also some of the people that you feel like would never help you right the people that aren't there for you they're they're gonna be there no matter what they'll be there sleet rain or snow and those two things knowing those two things especially when you're like in your (laughs) And this is a large gap, but I'm I'm just going to say your whole life. Knowing who's that for your whole life can totally reveal to you who you the kind of person that, you know, you can count on certain people that you can go to for certain things and certain situations that are going on in your life can really change depending on the kind of help that you have around you. Right. A quick story. I had this friend and he was living in Long Island. He lived the furthest from like all of us, right? He lived deep, deep, deep in Long Island. Me, I lived on the border of Long Island and Queens. Relatively, I guess you can say far, but not super far. So this is what ended up happening. I ended up inviting him to this event that I was doing, but I needed help. But I ended up messaging him about it last minute kind of like the day of like a couple hours before and in the back of my mind I was thinking maybe he'll come but most likely not he lives pretty deep it's whatever I just invite him anyway don't don't even think about it everyone else I had invited nine other people and it was way ahead of time like maybe a week before a couple days before so everyone knew about it and I had invited them and was kind of running through, following up with them. Hey, you're coming through still to help. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah, we're on our way. Uh, Send us the address, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, cool. So we're set. One of my friends, uh, he ended up coming a little bit early, right? He lived close by. So we're chilling. We're fixing up everything. And we're just waiting on everybody else. Waiting on everybody else in the midst of it all. It's kind of getting closer and closer to the time where we need to start kind of setting everything up and putting everything together. So I'm like, hey, are you guys coming through? No reply. No reply from anybody. No reply from not one person. These eight other people didn't say anything until finally... 20 minutes later, maybe five minutes before we had to start setting up, I get this message saying, hey, you live too far. We're not going to come through. And I was so, like, distraught because there was some money that went into this. If I hadn't had spent, like, my own allowance or my own money on it, I probably wouldn't have cared. But because there was, like, maybe, like, $75 invested into this, I was kind of freaking out and kind of like, damn, what are we going to do with all this? What the heck's going to happen? Where are we going to go? What's, what are we, how are we going to set up? So I was really thinking it was going to be a flop and that just nobody had my back except my boy who was like there for everything. And But then I get a text message 
and I get a text message saying, hey, um, I'm a couple blocks away, but I don't know exactly how to get to the crib. Where, how do I get there? So I was like, what? This dude? This dude all the way from Long Island? Now, if you're from, you're only going to know this part if you're from Long Island. Or if you live in New York and you happen to have gone to Long Island by bus before. Long Island buses do not exist, right? Because they take people to where they got to go. But if you get on the bus in Queens, you can't get off the Long Island bus until you get to Long Island. And on Saturday and Sunday, the bus runs whenever it wants. So on the weekend, the bus doesn't exist. And then every other time after that, the bus is pretty much a ghost. People get on, but you never see them get off. And this dude somehow came from Long Island, deep Long Island, by Roosevelt Field Mall, Long Island. And if you live in New York, you know how deep that is. He came all the way from out there to my crib somehow because he didn't have a car at the time he somehow found a bus on a weekend to take him at least somewhat close to the crib then walked the rest of the way i had never thought that this dude out of like everybody else would have ever have come right it made more sense for him not to have made it than everybody else but because i had that realization of wow this dude was really where he was really there for me when he needed me when i needed him and that everybody else kind of just was like brushed it off and they kind of flopped. And it's kind of surprising because now, fast forward maybe like nine, eight years, and he's still in my life. And those people that had never made an effort to like try and help me kind of just aren't in my life anymore really says a lot. So, yeah, asking for help is a way to help you. And whatever it is that you're trying to do. But it's also a way that you can kind of see the people that are going to be there for you and who's not going to be there. Of course, situations come up. Like I said, everything is organic and everything plays to this uh, tune and rhythm that God has in place. You know, if someone can't be there and and they want to be there, but they can't be there due to circumstances, you know, they can't be there. But someone that's just like man, they kind of like brush off what you're going through. But when they're going through something, it's the end of the world and you got to be there and you got to help them. And all this, that third, it's, it's crazy. And, and God didn't want you to be like that. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to do anything for like recognition for anyone or because, you know, um, you want someone to say thank you for you. you know, I'm not talking about that, but to know if whether or not someone's going to have your best interest at heart and kind of like care about what they said that they were going to do, not even you, but in a situation like that, you know, saying that they were going to help and then ended up not helping. And then you found out it was because it's because you live too, quote unquote, far where a train ride to Manhattan is like twice as long. You know, it's kind of just ridiculous. So... These are some of the tips, right? Some of the things that I've been finding out as I'm going through this fast. I'm also going to be making another video, uh, posting it tomorrow so that you guys 
can learn the next part or the next lesson that I've been learning while going through this fast. And that'll be up tomorrow. So thanks for kicking it with your boy. Uh, Peace. Hope you've been having a blessed, amazing day and keep it going. And don't forget, never forget that you are the change that you're looking for. Never forget that, that you're the answer to your problem, that you're the answer to your friend's problem, your family's problem, that you were the answer. If you're there, it's most likely because you're the answer. Peace.